brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big Mm -hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just, like, kept going and going. And she goes, what the... The end of that intro, every time, makes me want to crack a beer. What? The end of the intro. It just feels like... Oh, Greg going and just kept... No, kept... right after that. Like oh, the end okay. of the, the song. The music. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just crack a beer. Mm-hmm. Have yourself a good listen. I am the Great and Powerful Mystery. And I am Giant Minded Jay. Ooh. He did the cribs and coffee by himself today, so he's all conspiratorially minded. Yes. Well, this episode has no conspiracy for you. Not even a little bit. That sounds kind of like you're leading the witness here. No, that's the wrong expression. Uh, I, I, I think that could work. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to tell you what the topic is for a little bit. Okay. I'm going to make you wait. All right. But Jeez. I'll give you hints. Like a baby bird with my mouth open. So like. I have the front of house stuff, but I'm going to give you hints throughout the front of house stuff. Okay. Uh, can you guess the name or the th- or the like uh, the topic? It's all about Justin's favorite total group of animals. Fish. So it's about Justin's favorite total group of animals. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Amphibians. Okay. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong, but those are guesses. Sure. Okay. Uh, once again, live show. 
you know, April 22nd, um, Middletown, Ohio at Post, uh, Post Town Elementary, 6 to 10 p.m. Tickets are in the link below. But I want to say this, pray for Jerry. Uh, he had some, he's, he's going through a rough patch right now, Jerry, from, from Hillbilly Horror Stories. Yep. Um, so just keep your ears out about the live show and stuff like that. But, you know, just keep keep Jerry in your prayers. And your thoughts, yep. Send him some well wishes. If yes, you... they they greatly appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Tracy was just on Facebook Live today giving us an update on the day we record this. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so just, you know, keep keep him in your prayers. Keep the family in your prayers. Uh, new shows. Once again, we have DW Conspiracy Shack. Those guys do all everything conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Freaky Fauna Fridays, which is me and Jay, but it's a little short show where we cover a freaky animal or a freaky thing about an animal. Yeah, freaky animal traits, mate. Perhaps every Friday. Nice and short show. It's a bit. It's a different change of pace, but it's fun. It's a good little thing to listen to right before your weekend, or we, even on the weekend. It's just short and and fact filled. It's it's a yes. fun little adventure. Uh, we have the Smoke Show. Will you spell that for everybody? The Schmoke, uh, S C H M O K E, and it's the Schmoke Show. The Schmoke Show, and, uh, and that's a comedy podcast. It's all about Hardin County life with some of their locals here. Mm-hmm. We have uh, two, not two, not two, family friendly. Not family friendly, but if it's funny though, if yes, it's it's very fun. We definitely just uh, it'll uh, make you laugh if you're doing the dishes. There you go. Yes, and we, with a couple of our friends that. Are kind of like the hosts of the show, or yeah, I just sit there and drink. They're and just hit the buttons. Yes, these guys are fun, Jimmy and Joey, and give them give us a listen. I mean, it's a good little adventure and a little slice of our local life. And we added everything angling. Uh, that's me and Tosh. Uh, we run like a fishing podcast. We got as of recording this one episode. By the time this comes out, we'll have maybe two episodes out. And there's another one. What did I forget? Our new show that's Patreon oh, exclusive right now. Right now, it's the Floating Mushroom Show. So that'll be on the main feed, and that's with Joel and Sean from Kill the Mockingbirds. Yep, we collab with them, and we get into, I guess you could say conspiracy stuff. Everything. But it's just, kind of a... So our shows are very different, but we love those guys, so it's kind of fun to uh, collab and mash it up, and that's a once-a-month show. Yeah. And, and it just kind of has one topic, like the topic's like one sentence, and we all do our own research. and Just kind of explore explore it and see what we come up with. You get a lot of weird angles. And, but it was yeah. fun, because oh, yeah. everybody covered stuff I wasn't even thinking of for the topic, and vice versa. Yes. Everyone brings something different to the yes. table. It's, it's a very good... And those guys are great. They've been... Yeah. Their show, Kill the Mockingbirds, has been around for a minute. Well... This version of it, they seem to be gone a lot, but or get taken off the air a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those guys are great. We have fun with them. Oh yeah, so that's all the shows. So we, what is that now? Five shows on the network. <laughs> Maybe six coming soon. Yeah, it's a lot coming. It's a lot, but I hope you guys enjoy it. We do yep. it for you guys. You guys are the reason. You know, we have the motivation to even keep doing this. Oh yeah, a lot of hours a week. But so thank we get you. a lot of feedback. So thank you. We're very gratuitous towards you. Yes. Uh, Encounter Quest vote. Once again, we're speakers at April 1st at Encounter Quest. That's Hamlet, North Carolina. Uh, I believe I said that all right. Uh, but the vote's in the link below. You get to vote what our presentation's about, and that ends March 15th, I believe. Yep. So get your voting in. Hop on. I have no idea what's winning because I haven't paid for the results yet. <laughs> Is that they can find that on Facebook? And- uh, yeah, but the link will be in the description below. Gotcha. Okay. All the links for everything we're going to talk about are below. Gotcha. Uh, but it's on the website, too. It's all that stuff. Oh, once again, all the new shows are on the website also. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen that, Jay. I have not. Yeah, I added them all there. Um, Frogman Fest is our first festival of the year. That's in, well, it's in the Great Wolf Lodge, close to Loveland, Ohio. 
Okay. It's Loveland adjacent. Close But enough. there's a ton of little town suburbs there. I can't remember which town it actually is in. Does Great Wolf Lodge have the water park? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Come out and see us. But speaking of which, if you're coming to a show, let us know. I'll try to learn your names and faces uh, before. But we just love to know who's coming and hanging out and stuff like that. And we right. try to plan extra stuff for hangouts at all these events. Right. So if you want to meet us, talk to us, hang out with us. Yeah. Let us know you're coming so we can we can plan for that. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you want to contact us for any reason to be on the show, authors, uh, eyewitnesses, stuff like that, email is the best way. That's Crippage of the Corn Podcast at gmail.com. Just literally the name of the show at gmail.com uh, plus, plus the word podcast. But, you know, uh, the Instagram and the Facebook and stuff got too complicated. I know I'm forgetting people on those things already that we were supposed to interview. Yes. So this is your this is your warning. Hey, shoot me an email. Email will be more official. Yes. And that's the way I can star it and I can go back through and find everything in one location. New reviews. As uh, as our friends at Appalachian Intelligence like to say, when we get love, we like to share love. So we have two new five-star reviews for Ooh. this week. It's got two. Uh, this first one is from Squatchy82. And this one came out the first, but I did not see it till like two nights ago. Okay. So once again, Apple Podcasts is the best way to leave us a review we read, but leave us a five-star review on anything you can. Pretty, pretty please. And if we see it, we will read it. Yes. Guaranteed. As long as it's five stars. Yeah, it has to be five stars. And if I blur out some words, maybe. Right, yeah. It's still a family-friendly show. Uh, yeah. So Squatchy82, absolutely amazing is the title. Uh, he says, this is the best cryptid podcast around. I've learned so much about salamanders. <laughs> LOL. But seriously, it's so informative. It reminds me of me and my buddies sitting around shooting the bull. And Jay reminds me of my wife because he's always ruining the surprise. No. Love you guys. Don't change. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. <laughs> Remind <laughs> you of your wife. Oh, man. It just, it just made me laugh. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, from Science and... Ju- uh, oh, my gosh. How do you say this? Is it geometrics? Okay. Oh, no. Um, what science a, and genomic. Ge, oh, my gosh. We sound like idiots. Gen, genomics? Gen, genomics? Genomics. Science and genomics like, is, like is the name. Is, is this person's name. I'm sorry. We butchered it. You can leave us a review, and I'll try to fix it. <laughs> uh, like a Michael Crichton novel, this dynamic duo is able to provide enough quasi-science uh, technobabble to make it the palatably absurd the outright outlanders seem almost plausible. Get ready for a deep dive into the murky backstory of every cryptid you desperately hope exists. Plus, who doesn't love the Gilligan starts a podcast with the professor dynamic? <laughs> I'm I, Gilligan. I was going to say, my Gilligan? No. Buckle obviously. up and fire Crypts of the Corn podcast and let them do their thing and find out some cryptids. Yeehaw. Yeah. Thank you guys for the reviews. Oh, sorry. I didn't read the title of that one. That one was Strange Craft Well Executed. Okay. I think it's genom- genomics. We can't Gen- read. Genomics. It's a branch of molecular biology concerned with the structure, function, and evolution of mapping genomes. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I can't read. Um, I, I got to read. for some. That's just made me think of the lyrics to Weird Al's song, Isle Thing. You know the song Wild Thing by mm-hmm. Tone Loke? Well, there's a line in there about the, the uh, professor, and he says... Uh, Oh gosh, let me let me find it because it's so funny. He says, um, "That guy's a genius." Like he said, she said, "That guy's a genius." I shook my head and laughed. If he's so fly, then tell me why he couldn't build a lousy raft. 
<laughs> about the Virginia professor. They had a lot of trees. I wouldn't be on that island. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's such a professor genius, mm-hmm. but he couldn't build a raft and, like, get him out of there the, that next day. Uh, so we have new two new patrons. We always give patron shout-outs. Mm-hmm. So you can get on our Patreon if anybody's well-interested. We Wh- do which... meet and greets, extra episodes, bonus content. Lots of bonus content. Uh, we do hangouts. We do movie nights, trivia nights. Our new show, The Floating Mushroom with Joel and Chris, uh, appears on Patreon. Sean. For, what did I say? Chris. His last name's Chris, sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, Sean. <laughs> Sean, Chris, and Joel Thomas. Um, Just give out their address, too. Yeah, well, that's their names. I mean, they're pretty well, their names are on their podcast. But, yeah, that's where you can get our show with them, um, you know, first and get early access to things like that. Yeah. And There's all kinds of goodies on there. And you can always try it out for a month as long as you get it before the first, like, get out of it before the first. You right, yeah, you have a whole month to see if you enjoy it and... There's almost a whole nother podcast on there because I think we're like up to at least fifty, like individual episodes that are only on Patreon up on there. There's a lot of content on there right now, so yeah, and it's just kind of keep growing. And you guys pick it, like literally, yeah. the patrons pick what the topics are every week, and it makes it easier on us. It's fun for us too. Uh, but the new the new Patreons, yes, Bo Taylor is mine. Hey, Bo, thank you, or he or she, I don't know, but thank you for joining. We appreciate you. Thank you, Bo and Jay. Who is yours? Oh, I wrote it. I covered it up here. Ashley North. Is that is how you spell Ashley? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I See, I can't s- read. But you guys know this. I went to a school with an Ashley spelled her name just like that. So, uh, But thank you both for hanging out. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. We uh, Welcome to the corn cult. You know, that's, welcome to the corn cult. I like to call it behind the scenes. But thank you, guys. We're very appreciative of you two new members, whether you stick around or not. Thank you for giving us the opportunity and everyone else that's already in there. We're very um, just There's almost 40. Thrilled. There's almost 40 of you guys. All of you. Like We appreciate it greatly. It, I th- our mind's almost blown every time. And didn't you say one of them was from Australia? I believe uh, Ashley is. Like, if I remember, because I only seen that her, her form of payment. Yeah. Okay. One of them was $17, and gotcha. that's $10 in Australia. Gotcha. Okay. For like, the conversion. Yeah. Um, so that just blows my mind. Blows my mind. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, We're just thrilled. I think we have five or six countries in Patreon. That is amazing. I just cannot. I honestly cannot believe it. But never thought that would be a thing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, no more diddleadling. No more diddleadling. Yeah. Let's get to the topic. Let's at get hand. to some meat. So, could you guess what the group of animals were? Salamanders. That's what you went with. Yep. I got another question. Or for amphibians. You. Amphibians. Another question. How big? So seriously, this isn't a trick question. This isn't anything. How big do you think a cryptid could be? Like a flesh and blood, real world cryptid, not some of our interdimensional stuff we talk about. Yeah, yeah. Like an actual animal cryptid. Okay. How big do you think they could be? Like, well, maybe the biggest one I can think of that I think exists is Mokeli and Bimbe, a Paraceratherium. Okay. Yeah. So pretty big. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Uh, how about you know a hundred, hundred twenty foot long and half a million pounds the only place i could see that existing would be in the ocean welcome to the mystery cetacean station cetacean whales oh okay a whale you were close but not really as a mammal fish whales are my favorite total group of animals cetaceans okay Okay. man that's you're really i bet there's a salamander out there that just shed a tear yeah probably hearing that wow (laughs) <laughs> well, welcome. We have several mystery cetacean station members. But last night I was at work and the word cetacean station hit me. 
So I'm like, that's what we're doing tomorrow. Okay. Because there's plenty of uh, weird cetaceans. Like cryptid whales? Is cryptid that, whales. So that's what we're on right we're now. Okay. Baleen whales specifically, uh, I think, is what we're going to mostly focus on today. I may have a couple others. Uh, I actually There's a toothed whale, a baleen whale, and a dolphin. I kind of split it all up. Okay. So, and then we're going to get into a lot of stuff with whales. All right. This first one, and I'm going to try to pronounce this right, is the Gigliolis whale. <laughs> the what? Gigliolis whale. Gigliolis. It's named after a, a 1867 uh, naturalist, so. Okay. It's it's a weird name. John Gigliolia. Enrico. Enrico? Enrico, probably. Hilrier Gigliolis. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, uh, so this is uh, an article by Captain Crustacean. Captain Crustacean. That's oh. his author's name, at least. That's. I like uh, that. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the two-finned whale. Uh, so most whales either have no dorsal fin or they have one dorsal fin. Dorsal fins on their back. Yeah, the big one on the back. Like a shark's big. Yeah. Okay, okay. But uh, most baleen whales specifically either don't have one or it's really small and it's really far back. Okay. Two is really rare, but we're going to talk about that more later. Uh, but after his launch in September 4th, 1867, young naturalist Enrico observed a remarkable lean whale with two dorsal fins far off the coast of Chile. Due to this unusual fins and its apparent lack of vertical plates, uh, Enrico felt that the whale was significantly distinct enough to give it a scientific name, Amphiphyria pacifica, in hopes other luckier naturalists would shortly be able to acquire a specimen. This never happened. The... This hip or this uh, this theoretical whale is almost forgotten, aside from being listed as in the nomen uh, the nomen database. Basically, it does its nomenclature, its scientific name is still actively listed under the global database. Okay, but it's only been seen the one time. So he was the only person to see this thing and document it. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, for now. Oh, is that a hint? Uh, yeah. So most people think kinda. It's kind of a hint. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird one. This one has a lot of murky stuff with it. Do do you have? I was going to say, do you have a description of what he what he saw, like other than the two fins? Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He actually. So he actually made plates of it. Uh, oh. So a plate is. If anybody's ever seen old biological like textbooks, like Charles Darwin's famous form sketches of creatures. Yes. It's a plate. Okay. So he he's seen it for a good while. Um. Yeah, I'll get to his sighting and everything here in a second. Uh, but yeah, besides from the dorsal fin, it looks remarkably like the the Caparelia, which is a type of whale. Uh, but basically, it's like the other fin whales and stuff like that. So it looked almost identical. So there's a dead. I have a picture of a dead fin whale on the bottom, and then his whale on the top. And but they're very similar. But almost everybody in that family looks that, looks the same. That's kind of shape. Yeah. I mean, the main difference is the two fins on its back. Yeah. Uh, Gulilly was the only 22 when he observed this whale. He inherited the position of the ship's naturalist after the death of the guy before him and didn't appear to have any specialization interest in cetaceans. So he kind of got the job because the guy ahead of him died. Right, yeah, by default. Uh, So not only is it unlikely for any of his whales to ever have existed, uh, it's even the species have probably been known by by other baleen whale experts. So he probably just didn't know. That's what this article is saying. Is he probably didn't even know that the other whale existed that he, it looked like. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Is there any chance it could have? I mean, how close was he? Did he have a description of how close he was to this thing? Yeah, he's seen it off the bow of the boat, only like two hundred yards away for a good bit. Is there any chance it could have been two whales side by side? Sure. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of save that for a minute because that's a good that's a good thought. Okay. Uh, basically, he goes in and there's a lot of arguments back and forth uh, about this whale. It was very large; it was around 80 foot long, and it, the the one dorsal fin was very high on the back. Is the only thing that goes against the double or the two separate whale thing. Okay. Because the dorsal fin should be really far on the back towards the tail. So it's more up close to like yeah. uh, its shoulder blades per se. Yeah. Not really that far up, but about halfway up the body. Okay. Which okay. is really like unheard of. Okay, for a whale. Yeah. Almost like shark territory. Yeah. Kind of similar to that. Okay. Or dolphin. Think more dolphin y. Okay. Or you know, dolphins and porpoises have their their dorsal fin high up on their bodies because they use it to split through the water and stuff like that, like a shark. Do killer whales are they like that? Yes. Okay. Uh but dolphin or baleen whales are long distance swimmers, so they don't need that. They're not making mm. high maneuverability and they're, stuff like that. They're, they're they're going a long distance, not making quick turns. Not actively hunting. And yeah, it's like okay. a it's like a semi versus a, a sports car. Okay, that makes sports sense. Sports cars have the fins to keep them more aerodynamic and, and then, moving around quickly, yeah. dodging in and out of traffic when you're going ninety down the highway. Uh, but this is still an argument to this day, up into like 2009 stuff where this thing even existed. Oh, okay. Uh, there are other whales from the area. Of this, that there were mysterious whales uh, that were seen after this encounter. Like several people give them different scientific names. Uh, but, but you think it could all fall under the same whale? That's like what that's be... what they're getting at. Uh, Seventeen to eighteen meter long specimens have been reportedly caught, but never made it back to mainland for observation. Oh, that's kind of strange. Uh, not not really. Whale. We're going to talk about this later with whaling, especially in the 1800s. Oh, okay. They were a lot more valuable in pieces. Oh, gotcha. Makes rather sense. than just sitting there and waiting for somebody to come poke it while it rots. Right. I mean, you need the whale oil. Um, the amber. The is it Am- called ambergris? Am- ambergris. Yeah. I mean, very valuable. And then, uh, yeah, and then in sperm whales, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, the spermaceti inside their heads, which no. is also called sperm oil. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's even better than whale fat mm. for lamps. And so, so yeah, whales, whale body wasn't going to sit there long. Right, yeah. Another another option with this whale. So yeah, there's not really much to this sighting. Most of these are not going to have much because they're pretty old sightings. Uh, but another thing with these sightings is double dorsal fins have been documented in species that don't have double dorsal fins as a genetic disorder. Oh, like a mutation? Yes. Okay. So humpback whales have been reported to have double dorsal fins. Okay. Uh, when they're nor- they only ha- normally have one tiny one towards the back of their tail, they have been seen to have two. So have sperm whales and common dolphins. Uh, it also it seems reasonable to assume that maybe he's seen a fin whale with this double dorsal fin phenomenon. Which is a rare occasion as well. Yes, yes. Uh, to consider the spacing between the, the fins is greater development of this one would still be the uh, so basically the fins were really far apart, which would kind of support this instead of it being a broken fin. Okay. So like if it, they were right next to each other, people would assume you know it could be a broken fin, battle injury. Uh, but you know, They're, he observed this thing for almost fifteen minutes, and they were the, he says that the fins are almost seven meters apart. Okay. On a twenty meter long creature. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's close not to half. Fin. Yeah, it's not obviously not one fin. Yeah. So it's just weird. There's a lot of. And, you know, whales, their tails face, they're flat, like parallel with the water line. I guess they're not up perpendicular to that. So, you know, it's not its dorsal or its tail fin at all. Yeah. Another it's, thing is... Is, there, is that called the fluke? The fluke. Good job. Okay. Uh, yeah. Another thing is that some people think he just made it up. Hmm. Uh, because he wanted to, like, start off his, like, 
It's where I've discovered a new species of whale. His new job. Yeah. Be known in the field at least. Maybe get him some more money. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't really make much no matter what. But yeah, okay. it's more for credit. Hmm. Always a possibility. Human beings are weird creatures. So the double finned fin whale. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's, it is a weird one. Uh, it's just odd. There's a lot of, there's there's probably a lot of these cetaceans, these mystery cetaceans, don't have a lot on them. Most of them are only seen once and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? The the double fin, like the uh, the mutation ones? That or just most of these, like we're going to talk about the high fin sperm whale and we're going to talk about the, uh, oh gosh, I forgot the other one's name. Already. The Ola whale. Okay. Um, I mean... Once or twice. Most of these species are only ever seen once or twice. Yeah, which is awesome. And, that, you know, that, does that what exactly is the definition of a cryptid? You know, it's is it just a rare animal or, you know, something more mysterious or more cryptic? Whatever that, you know, whatever you want to take that word to mean. I think at the, the core root of the word cryptid, we're talking about an undiscovered animal by modern science. Okay. Un- yeah. So and- gorillas were cryptids until we had a specimen. Yeah. So, I mean, this in the deep, we've been over this. The ocean is so, so massive and big. I'm not counting any of these out as, like, being impossible. But uh, double fin whale, that's pretty freaking sweet. I'm just going to – I kind of – I don't want to discredit this guy or just say he's making it up because I, I feel like it is very well a possibility with being in the ocean. It's pretty awesome. That would be so cool to see. I'm going to go with this one is – I think you may have been right with your first guess – being two whales, maybe two whales, mm-hmm. or him just seeing something wrong. It could have been the 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 uh, the side fin could have been raised as it was diving and it oh, looked yeah. like a uh, dorsal, a second dorsal from a distance. He did, he was not prepped for the job, right? And what if it was a shark with its dorsal fin and its tail fin? So he apparently got a very 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 good look. Okay, I mean, he drew the face of the creature and everything like that. It is one hundred percent. He drew a fin whale. Okay. Like, it was a fin whale for sure. Yeah. Uh, or at least in the fin whale family. Like, you know, they all look relatively the same. Well, that's why I was wondering, you know, if he just got close enough to just see the two fins. Apparently he ma- observed it for over 15 minutes. Right. But uh, wait, I don't know if his boat was like right over it. I don't know. Maybe he just seen the two fins for 15 minutes off in the distance. And then he just, well, this is what whales look like. And here's this shape. And so he just kind of created it. You know, if it was a shark, that's just if it was something of that scenario. What if it was just stalking his boat, checking him out? A big megalodon remnant. Oh, a big megalodon, huh? Yeah, just hanging out like, oh, that's a whale. It's mm. huge. Uh, I mean, you never know. You never know. So that's it for Gigliolis. Yeah, the Gigliolis. The Gigliolis. The Giggy Whale. There we go. I like that nickname. Uh, next one we have up on the chopping block is the high fin sperm whale. This is a popular one in like cryptid wiki and stuff like that. If you type in mystery cetacean, this will probably be the one that pops up. So a high fin sperm whale. Okay, yeah. real quick question: Why do they call them a sperm whale? It's a it's big, long, convoluted story. Okay. So when they first discovered sperm whales, uh, whaling boats, which we're, we will talk about here in a bit, they discovered these whales had a higher concentration of blubber to melt down for oil, and they had spermaceti, which was now called spermaceti, after, in their head. And so sperm whales have a megaphone, basically, in their skulls to amplify their echolocation. They can actually use it as a weapon. Huh. Uh, and that's how they hunt and stuff like that. They'll stun squids and sharks. They could melt our internal organs with it if they weren't careful. 
Okay. But they don't do that to people. Um, people swim with them and all the time. They're pretty. They're pretty easy going. They eat things a lot bigger than us, so they could easily eat, eat, eat us it. if they wanted to. Uh, so when they first discovered these whales, the first whaling ships discovered most species before naturalists did. So they opened up their skulls. And because the pro- they did all the processing and melted the whales down on the whaling boats. Okay. And then threw the carcasses back over. Oh gosh. It was horrid. We have I have horror stories for you later. <laughs> uh, but when they opened them up, their heads were full of these white viscous liquid mm. that the men thought looked like semen. Okay. So they started calling them sperm whales because they're full of sperm. They thought they stored their sperm in their skulls. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they started calling them sperm whales, and it was sperm oil is what they were using. Yeah. And when they melted that down, it created a lot better fuel than typical blubber oil. That's kind of awesome. Not really. I mean, but, I mean, it is, though. It's They're pretty awesome creatures, I guess. Yes. Not when their skulls are getting cracked no. open and being drained to make candles. Yes. Not that part of it, but the whole aspect of their own biology. That's pretty awesome. I, the whale oil is still being used by modern society into the 1900s. We should farm whales, like have a whale farm. Yeah, we're going to talk about problems with whales later. Don't worry. We can get a big You're not getting out of this without a whale lesson. We can get a big pool, you know. A big pool. And have a, start breeding our own whales, uh, but yeah, harvesting so their blubber. They started calling uh, sperm boats then, the, these specific ships that would hunt sperm whales. Would be sperm boats. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, so then it's just this whole oh, big... Oh, so, so people think the whale was then named after the boat? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's this whole big thing. It's this whole convoluted story, because one guy cracked open his skull and was like, that looks like sperm. Sperm whale. Sperm whale. Their heads are full of sperm. Makes sense to me. Uh, so the hyphen sperm whale is a supposed variant or relative of the known sperm whales that live today. You see it's around uh, Shetland Islands in Europe, in the Arctic Ocean. And in Nova Scotia. So these are cold water creatures. Okay. The majority difference between this creature and other sperm whale species is the presence of a tall, single dorsal fin on its back, which the known sperm whale, Plasturomicoropolis, lacks. Two such uh, standard whale, or yeah, two such standard whales were supposedly observed by Sir Robert Sidlow. He described their dorsal fins as being similar to a Mizzen mast, so a big center mast. Have uh, you ever seen the like a sailboat? Yeah, that's like a ma- that's a mizzen mast. Okay, so big, tall, long. So it's not only super tall; it's very deep, or like has- along the body. Gotcha. Yes. So the part that touch is actually attached to the body is like long, wide, yeah. really wide. Okay. So it's a huge thing. And these sperm whales are the the high fin sperm whale is roughly the same size as normal sperm whales. There are also pygmy sperm whales in the family group, which pygmy is relative. Pygmies are still like 30 foot long. Yeah. They're just not 80 foot long. Right, yeah. It's still a big mammal. I want to keep saying fish, but I know you'll you'll correct. You'll I scold will. me. Yes. You call them fish, you'll get this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all the species cannot be given a scientific name until a type specimen is discovered. Most people are referring to these as Plasterotorsia, which suggests the hyphen sperm whale was a scientific name by its early observer. Uh, as a possible sighting was off of the Antimplegius Basin in Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, in either August or September of 1946. Okay. It was apparently trapped there in this basin for over two days with an estimate length of around 100 feet. Okay, so it's a, it's a big boy. Yeah, but whales are notoriously hard to ID. So these animals have been seen. This one's been seen a little more than the two-finned whale. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Nova Scotia, Antarctica, stuff like that. The ocean's very big. 
Uh, but every once in a while, you see what really, really looks like a similar sperm whale with almost, sometimes they're reported as being a lighter brown. Okay. Having some white around the face. But sperm whales come in some different colors too, so. Okay. Uh, but this super tall, deep dorsal fin. Right. It was a, the main standout characteristic. Yeah. Uh, and then that one that was trapped uh, was seen over two days. I believe it had a calf with it too. Oh, okay. And so it's been seen. Uh, I think the first one was seen in the eight like eighteen eighties again. So it's been seen four or five times. Hmm. So this definitely could be a species that's just very low in number, like its own little subspecies. Yeah, or even a you know, full species, just very low in number. Gotcha. Okay. And the ocean's big. Yeah, I mean. We didn't, so That's whalers didn't discover sperm whales for a long time, and then when they discovered them, they killed three million of them Good in Lord. a couple decades. Good Lord. That's evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, don't worry. We have I, a whaling lesson coming. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to hear it. Yeah, you're going to. Oh, no. People, you know, st- br- buckle up, I guess. Buckle up. Because it's going to get sad. Mystery Cetacean Station. Yeah. His last stop is death. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So what were they, I mean, what, were they killing these things too? No, it, they've just kind of been seen off and on. So in the night, the one, the last one in the 1940s was the last actual port sighting. And then there was this one going around the internet saying it was seen in like 08, 2008. Okay. But you know, it's kind of one of those things like the last level in Frogman sighting. Oh, okay. Where the, the credibility is questionable. Yeah. It's, it's known about. So but it- Nova Scotia, the Antarctic, or the Arctic and uh, northern some of the northern islands. Uh, funny thing is, new or not new, Iceland, okay, has actual stories of a high finned whale. What do you mean stories? Like like uh, in their legends sightings? and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, they have long like oral traditions and stuff like that about a really because t- they're whale hunters. Okay, uh, and they actually talk about a really rare whale and some of their stories that has this really tall dorsal fin, mm. and it's kind of sperm whale like big teeth stuff like that. Yeah. So there's some evidence to suggest that this is probably a species that's either on the fringe. So a lot of whale species went extinct after the last ice age. That's when whales started getting big is after 
the last or at the end of the last ice age because okay. they had a lot of predators. Okay. Whales, you know, a forty foot whale used to be really, really big, and it still is a big animal. Right. Yeah. But now when we have a hundred twenty foot blue whale that's half a million pounds. Yeah, there's no one, that doesn't really have much enemies. No, even that's the they try to out evolve their uh, predators. Yeah. So what if this is one of their predators hanging on? Oh, I could see that. Well, I'm going to tell you specifically what, who it could be. Oh, like it could. What do you mean who it could be? So there was an ancient whale. And relatively ancient. It lived during the last ice age. Okay. Called Leviathan or Leviathan. Okay. Uh, Leviathan was a sperm whale cousin. Okay. So it is in the sperm whale family. What did we find? Like fossils of it or something? No, we have we have bones. Oh, okay. They're, they were they we do have fossils and we have bones. Uh, they're relatively the same size as modern day sperm whales, but had much larger teeth and were incredibly more aggressive. Uh, these were the co-competitors with megalodon. And Odothus megalodon, which is the big one. Okay. There was like 10 species of megalodon. Hmm. Uh, Odothus megalodon was the big whale eater. So these were the co-competitors for that niche. Uh, and it seems like they may be the reason megalodon went extinct, not the other way around. Hmm, so they okay. had the giant sonic blast that modern-day sperm whales do, but they were using to stun megalodons and yeah. rip them apart. How could you compete with that? And, but these guys were specifically other whale eaters, like orcas are today. Okay. So if at the end of the last ice age, when a bunch of the whale populations fell off, then they most, that's when we believe most Leviathans went extinct. What if they didn't? So we only have bone and fossil evidence. We have no idea. So the dorsal fin is just flesh. Oh, so we, okay. So we that, have no idea. We just, most illustrations paint them as a big, meaner sperm whale. Mm-hmm. But what if they did have a super tall dorsal fin? Right, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, well, it's too bad we don't have any descriptions back then. But Right. I mean, humans were alive with Leviathan. Maybe when uh, the Antarctic thaws out and we find like the ancient human stuff, there'll be like paintings, and cave paintings of like these And whales. I think they could just be a very northern species. Are they northern and southern hem- or southern pole? So these ones, the high fin sperm whales only been seen at the North Pole. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. In the Atlantic just Ocean. the Arctic, not Antarctic. Right. But who's, who really knows, you know? Right, yeah, we don't. And being up there, I don't know. I'm assuming we don't have as much research. And it's much, very, it, there's not a lot. I didn't think so. And this so. is, uh, once we talked about it on the show before, apex predators have very low fecundity, which is the amount of offspring they produce. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was like, what is that word? Uh, no, it's like mountain lions, you know, they produce one or two cubs every five or six years. Right, yeah. And they train them for a long time. Yep. So a half of these accounts of this hyphen sperm whale were with a calf. Okay. And who knows? Maybe they're just not, there's never been a lot of them because they're apex predators. Right. And they might just be like that cold, cold water. Mm-hmm. And they are, they take a long time to age. They only raise one or two offspring, you know, through their life. And they could be like deep sea dwellers too. Mm-hmm. Like sperm whales are one of the deepest diving okay. mammals. So- well, if it has that big fin, what would it? What would the purpose of having that bigger fin do? What would it help? It, it could move? all. It could be everything from that sexual display. It's all kinds of true. It, it, there's all we don't know. I mean, it's an animal we know nothing about. Right. I, I guess I'm just trying to get your biological. If I had to guess, it's probably uh, distinguishing. It's probably distinguishing mark. If they're, uh, especially if I don't, I'm going to say that Leviathan probably didn't coordinate hunts very often unless it's with our offspring. Mm-hmm. But it's probably to help them distinguish if they're hunting sperm whales mm, okay so like yeah it's me over here yeah okay. or just you know that that kind of thing okay 
Because, uh, but we don't know. It could be a sexual display thing. They right, could be yeah. bright purple. I don't know. Or, or it could help them navigate or take quick turns faster. Yeah, I don't know. It, and it, it really could be. But I really kind of think that the high fin sperm whale is Leviathan. Yeah, I mean, there's no if it fits all the same characteristics, that, why not? Yeah. So, uh, you want to know how big their teeth were? Ooh, as big as my arm. So they have the largest tooth ever, besides tusk. Okay. So if you exclude tusked animals, which are teeth, mm-hmm. they have the largest tooth ever. I want to guess how big the largest tooth ever that's not a tusk is. Four foot? A foot and a half. Okay. That's, I, was, I went way over. So a sperm whale has an eight inch tooth, which is up there, which is, I think, the second largest tooth. <laughs> this is a foot and a half? Yeah. So it's over, it's almost three times as big. Yeah. Oh my god. Because gosh. these guys were eating whales. Were they sharp teeth or like uh, those rounded? Uh, they had a point, but they were conical. Con- okay. So like, big grippers. Like uh, They wanted to grab something and shake. Okay. Like killer whales now. Yes. Orcas. Yes. Or sperm whales. Okay. Just bigger just... sperm. And these guys aren't bigger in body. They just had more hardware at the front. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh. Sperm whales eat mostly soft bodied animals. That's kind of scary to think about. Like, Especially if they're more aggressive. Yeah. Screw that. But very, very rare. That would be like my ner- biggest nightmare. I'd rather see, well, I guess I wouldn't rather see a shark, but I would not want to see that thing in the water near me. If I was swimming in, screw that. I think I've had nightmares about that before. Yeah, a 20-foot tall dorsal fin just coming at you. I've had some scary dreams of like actual killer whales, because we used to go up cannon fishing all the time, and it's, I, just, I had like weird dreams sometimes. We're in this tiny little dinky aluminum boat that a big like orca comes up and is like right by our boat, and then there's nothing you can do. It can knock you out and just eat you. I've mm-hmm. had weird dreams like that before. So yeah, and some people think that uh, they may actually be extinct now, just due to the ocean collapsing. Yeah, because other other species that had better numbers are on the verge of extinction. Mm-hmm. So if these guys in the 40s were not doing hot. Yeah, and then this all happened. You know, it may have just been the final. Nail in the coffin. Or it's it's that ancient species you said, and it slipped through a interdimensional portal. And <laughs> most, it, yeah, I remember most of their food is extinct. Also, right, yeah, the stuff they they were directly evolved to eat is mostly gone. Maybe because these things aren't hunting blue whales. They're not hunting man, fins and minkies. You know, they were hunting a lot of the forty foot whales. Well, you know what? Oh, you know what they're eating? Hmm. Giant underwater cables uh, off the coast of. Uh... No, that is the living coral reef. Maybe they're eating chunks of the living coral reef. No, I think, and that's why it's like. I think that's why they're endangered, is because the living coral reef is eating them. Oh, get the other way around. Big tentacle comes out and just pulls them into a hole. Yeah. Oh gosh. A whole whale. Yeah, a high finned whale. So, what do you think about the high finned sperm whale? I think it's pretty neat. It's it's plausible. Oh, for sure. All the I think I mean all these I think we're going to talk about definitely plausible because he like we said at the beginning. I'm going to go with Giggies. Giggies is probably a misid or a genetic disorder. I, I have an open mind. Say just all. just more about him, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, yeah, I get then, it. Yeah, if it was a, a more experienced naturalist or whatever, that really, you know, it's not like it was his first week on the job and he was not first in cetaceans, right? Yeah, and then he sees like the rarest whale. But ever. who knows? He could have. Yeah, he could have. That's the thing. He could have. But no. I'm going to go probably a miss ID. Okay, I'm going to keep an open mind. Say hyphen sperm whale is the Viatan. I, I like that angle. Yeah, I uh, think very well. Could, why not? I mean. Now we're going to talk about the Alua whale. Alua. So I promised you one of every group of whale. Pretty sure you said that name different earlier. What did I say? Oh, I thought you said like Olo or something. Or Oh, it's A-L-U-A or L-A. A-L-U-L-A? Yeah. Alula? Alula? Yeah. Alula whale? Uh, its scientific name is Aura. 
That's what you said earlier. Okay. okay. So I may have read its scientific name yeah, partially. Okay. Makes sense. I think that's what you said. <laughs> I don't remember. People at, people at home will know because they have the ability to look back. Yeah, rewind and call us out. The Alula whale. Uh, or uh, uh, big, long scientific Science, name. Yeah, Latin uh, nonsense. It's a cryptid cetacean reported from the Indian Ocean. One of several cetaceans are known primary from sightings from W.F.J. Moser Barnes. It's a long name. Oh, my gosh. If you have five names, you have too many names. Yeah. Let's dump a couple of them. You sound important. Yeah. You know, you sound like a tool. <laughs> if I have to read your name, if, if reading your name is like a scientific name, you're a tool. <laughs> uh, no. So he also reported uh, <laughs> such animals as the Greek dolphin, the Iligan dolphin, and the saginal dolphin. So he was a cetacean researcher. The Alua whale is distinguished by uh, from killer whales mainly by its sepra coloration and the white scarring. So basically this is a very dark brown or black whale with white spots along its side. Mm. But white scarring, if anybody's ever seen beaked whales and stuff like that, which we will talk about here in a bit, uh, scars on whales because it's like fatty skin and stuff like that. It looks really weird. Uh, so th- this thing is reported to have a bunch of those, okay. which doesn't mean anything because beaked whales are really peaceful, but they are covered in scars. Yeah. Probably because they're eating squid. Oh, okay. And squid are soft-bodied. But they will fight. But they have a lot of teeth on their tentacles. Yeah. And they will rip, like, they will do everything not to be eaten. Yeah. Uh, so an illustration is provided by, from the Alua whale by Captain J.F. Rao. Uh, the Alua whale resembles that of a killer whale, but it, you know, like it said, brown body pattern with white scar- star-like scars. Its forehead is round, more like that, the head of a pilot whale. So it has more of a bulbous head. So think of a pilot whale or a beluga whale. Okay. Yep. Uh, than a killer whale. Though it's not quite as round as like a, a beluga. You know, it's not that big fatty, fatty head per se, but it's more round than a killer whale. Gotcha. Makes sense. The dorsal fin is described as very pointed and high above the surface, at least two feet. Uh, these whales move in pods of four to eight individuals, an average six, cruising at speeds around four knots. That's pretty fast. Yeah. So it, it's very recently sighted too. So before 1971, the Lua whale was first reported once again by W. F.J. Moser, I'm just going to call him Moser, okay. a naval officer and historian who claimed to observe several identified creatures during his voyages. Uh, never having access to a field guide cetaceans during his time, though, uh, he, after he retired, he published a field guide to whales and dolphins, which is actually on that shelf over there. Oh, nice. Which includes descriptions and accounts of all cryptid cetaceans reported by him. He allegedly observed pods of Lua whales in several occasions in deep coastal waters off the coast of Aden, northern of Kalalua in Somalia. And here's what his, his quote about the whale is. At first encountering a school of four approaching the ship head on and seeing dorsal fins, the author uh, thought that they were orcas. Uh, he put their scientific name, but he, he's talking about orcas. Okay. And when they passed the ship at a distance less than 50 yards under the surface on a flat, calm, clear sea, it observed that they were a different species. They were indifferent to the ship and neither charged, changed their course nor divided. These dolphins were seen in the area during uh, crossing in April, May, June, and September, usually swimming just under the surface of the dorsal fins above the water. One day, officers reported that he, uh, he observed them chasing a school of smaller dolphins who tried to escape them. This, however, is a possibility of both species were chasing the same prey. Mm. They are in the orca family. Orcas are known for eating smaller orcas porpoises. Or porpoises. Yeah. So they do it on porpoise? Yeah, they do it on porpoise. <laughs> in 18, or 1987... The SS Act One under Captain uh, 
J.F. Rao, reported the site of what he identified as a Lua whale in marine observation in 1988. The animal has been described by a second officer on May 8, 8, 1987, in the Indian Ocean, passing the firmament of uh, Suez. Okay. Uh, that's a mouthful. It's uh, it's a spot. Yeah, I think that probably we're near where the Suez Canal is, I'm yes. guessing. Uh, at 640, or 645, that's a.m., a dark brown whale with a pointed dorsal fin is seen uh, from forward swimming just below the surface of the sea, about 100 meters ahead of the ship. When only 40 meters away, it took evasive actions and dived, its fluke remaining below the surface throughout. No blows were observed, although no positive identification was possible. The prominent dorsal, the prominent dorsal fin, and dark brown coloration suggests that of an alua whale. Okay, so that's like its main. Uh, Those are its main, but it's been seen on and off, and it still is seen to this well, day every once in a while in the Indian Sea. I meant like a or Indian Ocean. Yeah, um, I meant like its main identifier is that big, tall dorsal fin. Yes, very orca, very orca-like. Orcas yeah. have a really tall dorsal fin, hmm. uh, but very different colors and different shape. Not black and white. So it's definitely in that family group if this whale exists. Yeah, uh, and it's been seen. These both. So one is you know one is literally writ the the field guide right. for whales and dolphins that is Smithsonian approved. It's, which say what well, you want. Yeah, but for a natural history book, that's a pretty good stamp. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it has its whole it has its whole chapter in it, like it's a documented species and everything like that. This one has been seen enough to be most likely real of this whole list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's seen fairly often, probably once every ten or so years. So is it not like considered to be? I mean, why is it on this list? I guess there's never been an actual specimen brought in. Gotcha. Okay. So there's always that possibility of mis ID and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, so these whales seem to vary aloof, which just means they are not very curious even for whales or dolphins. Right, they're just they wandering by. They seem to kind of avoid or not really care for ships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these other creatures are very, very curious coming in and looking and checking out. So they get discovered very quickly. Right, yeah. Uh, so these guys, if they're aloof or even more distrusting of humans. Right, keeping their distance. Yeah, it, it, the ocean's big. Right. I mean, and that could be a reason. Yeah, I mean. I they, mean well, they may have been hunted in the past and they just genetically know, like, yep. avoid... Avoid this floating thing on the other edge of our, uh, I don't know, our realm here, down here. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, a lot of behaviors deserve with these guys. This is probably the realest one in this list to me. And I kind of believe in all of them, whether it's Miss ID or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one literally has chapters in natural history books. Jay's yawning. Excuse me, sorry. He looked, and, like, a, he looked like a baleen whale swallowing a school of yeah. fish. <laughs> I wish I was. Oh. Um, but at the same time, this one has two very credible people like citing it and recording yeah, it. Yeah, captains and and, and and yeah, right. Yeah, I. This one's real. I just think the the animal itself is very aloof. Yeah, we just don't have one dead on the slab somewhere. And yeah, with its brain picked apart and its its oils drained and harvested. <laughs> so you may ask me, Justin, and this may be you at home. This may be Jay. How? Can whales not be discovered? You know, that this Alua whale's smaller, you know, 20 foot long, most of the time is what it's reported. But big whales, really? Right. 80 sp- footers? Sperm whale, how could it not be discovered? Ask me. You know, I had this thought in my head, wanted to ask you, how could these whales on this list, you know, not be discovered? Oh, very, very good question. Well, random thought. How about in 2019? 
a new species of giant baleen whale was discovered in the Gulf of Mexico. What year? 19, 2000. Okay, very recent. A new whale species, baleen, big. So discovered like... 90 foot long. They got a specimen? Yeah, they like start taking pictures of them like, huh, there's a new whale in here. So what was what was the different about this thing? It's a rice whale. A uh, rice's whale. Okay. Named after the guy that discovered him. Uh, Dale Rice is the biologist. Uh, but literally, they were in a, on a normal, like, there's all kinds of research missions in the Gulf of Mexico constantly. Oh, oh yeah. Specifically for whales. Mm-hmm. Never seen them before. These guys have been there for 20 years doing this. And all of a sudden, there's a pod of rice whales. Hmm. That they've never seen before. Nobody had ever seen before. What was different about these guys? They're, they're just a different species of long baleen whale. Uh, so they do look different. It's hard to kind of describe. They're different colors and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, they have a different, little bit different body plan, but they're that typical to a normal person. You know, they look like a big long whale. Right. Yeah, exactly. The, the tube whales, not like, you know, the bulky whales. Right. Uh, but yeah, big ones, 90 foot long, 60,000 pounds. Most of these, um, you know, most of the ones they witnessed were around 50 foot long though mm-hmm. and around 50,000 pounds. So big animals, uh, and they're already critically nationally in da- or yeah nationally endangered. Uh, they're red listed. Well, I would imagine so. Uh, we think there's less than a hundred of them. How many times have these been seen? Now they're seen everywhere. Like oh, they're wow. seen constantly in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. Okay. Do you think they just migrated to that area? No, I think they've been coming there forever, and they just never seen them because okay. the ocean is big. Right. Yeah. And it could be. Well, I don't. I know. just think it was a, a thing. Now they know where to look for them. Gotcha. We and- gotta sneeze. Oh gosh! You're Excuse about- me. Oh, oh. <laughs> woo! Good save. I backed away from the mic. Almost yanked our whole recording thing off the table. Stressful. That sneeze snuck up on me. I wasn't uh, ready for it. Anyways, yeah. Excuse me. I just think they got lucky that one time. It's like that that population of gorillas. That's right. 60, yeah. Thousand gorillas they never knew about until one day they did. Yeah. One introduced itself. Like 2008. Right. Yeah. And now, but these see, are all now there. they're finding them. Uh, but there's only, we think there's less than a hundred of them. Uh. They, they're protected by the Marine Mammal Protection Act. Their biggest threats right now are vessel strikes, ocean noise, energy exploitation and production, oil spills, entanglement, fishing gear, ocean debris. That's it. Hmm. Just that. So a lot of disruptive things that are yeah. making them... Uh, they are projected to be extinct in the next 10 years. Poor little fellers. <laughs> well, I guess not a huge loss since we didn't even know they were there to begin with. So, But that's the point is that... A population of whales was discovered as fast as it's about yeah. to go extinct. Yeah, that's that's the main draw, the takeaway from that. In the Gulf of Mexico, and they, so whales are very seasonal and very migratory, but they come back to the same area every year. Okay. Uh, so these guys have probably been there forever. Like eel, kinda. Okay. Uh, but these guys have probably been there forever. Well, I bet. Well, so, maybe, maybe they just found the new home. No, I think they've been there forever. Okay. So, what do you think about all that? I mean, it's interesting stuff. I mean, it just goes to show, I mean, with that last example, that anything in the ocean is plausible. Let's put it that way. I want to say possible, but plausible because it's just so dang big. So big, and we just don't know what's all there. Speaking of which, why are whales so hard to find? People people kind of get a misidea. Because they're whales. Well, and you think of whales as being humongous creatures. I guess if I had to guess anything, maybe they're, it's because they're one intelligent. They can probably sense, you know, boats or people when they're approaching. And if they want to stay away and they're smart enough, they're just going to stay away. That's a good one. My number one I had on my list ocean is big. 
Yeah. That's all I wrote. That too. Yeah. 75% of the Earth's surface is ocean. Mm-hmm. We are only on it on a little boat at any time looking for whales. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we have like a mile long scanner that can scan. Even if we did, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Mile long is not even big compared to the ocean. Blue whales have, have to talk over a thousand miles away from each other and they still can't find mates. So we need a big a balloon launched up in the upper atmosphere. Don't even bring it up. Yeah, I know. Different show. And beaming. But yeah, so my first one is ocean is big. Yeah. Uh, So species can hide even if they're extremely large. Shoot, yeah. Oh, 100%. Let's talk about some really rare whales. Uh, We're going to talk about the Calvers beaked whale, which we haven't brought up beaked whales yet. Beaked whales have like tusks and stuff like that. Anybody, if you haven't looked up a picture of a beaked whale, look it up. Because most people don't believe these things exist. It's like the old map. Literally, there are the creatures from the old maps. They have tusks coming out the side of their mouth. Yeah. People don't realize those are real. It's real creatures. Like those, uh, but, people weren't just making that stuff up and they're drawing but those. But if some of these rare cetaceans, these mystery cetaceans, are deep divers, most of these beaked whales spend, you know, an hour at the surface a day. Oh, okay. Uh, just getting air. And then sometimes, yeah. So the deepest diving animal on the planet is a whale. Especially it's, the cal- it's the calvers or carvers beaked whale. Uh, they've been recorded at right at 3,000 meters down. Jeez. Uh, their longest dives are pushing three hours. So how do they, re- are they attract or something? Huh? How are they, how do they Yeah, they this? had a, a suction cup on their back. So they found, people actually found one, tagged it, yeah. and then watched it go, jeez. So these guys are crazy. They have so many adaptations for d- uh, deep diving, uh, but they have flexible rib cages. Uh, let me just go through it all. Okay. Before taking the plunge, this whale exhausts almost all of their air out of their lungs. They push all their air out. They don't keep any air in their lungs. This helps them become negatively buoyant so they can descend quicker to their depth. This uh, Eliminating this airspace makes their bodies more resistant to the crushing effects of pressure mm. and also reduces the gas uh, absorption. They are also able to divert blood flow to their extremities and only to essential, or essential organs like the brain and the heart. While diving, their digestive system, kidneys, and livers function as oxygen storage. Oh, that's kind of neat. So they get all the air out of their lungs. They don't take a deep breath. Right. Like, that's a mis- they push, they it push all their air out, out, collapse their rib cage, saturate their liver, intestines, and other organs and oxygen, and then just hit the bottom. That's insane. <laughs> that would be freaking scary, too. And so, once again, these guys are only at the surface at any given time, so they die for about three hours at a time. Uh, and they're only at the surface for 15 minutes at a time. I was just, and they have to make their way back up to breathe. Like yeah. they have to. That would be awful. At least, like you know, when I'm holding my breath underwater, I'm taking a huge deep breath. I at least have the time to let it you out. Would explode. Oh, I know. If, if I that. did this deep, yeah. But I mean, not this deep, but just like going to the bottom of a pool. This is deeper than almost all submarines. Gosh dang. Including nuclear. So they're better than our. Yeah. Best technology, like biology wins, God wins, mm-hmm. his plans are better. Sperm whales have pressurized skin. <laughs> That's nuts. They probably pump like a hydraulic fluid I was, basically. Yeah, their, I was just going to say that. Their skin. That's insane. Keeps their shape. Biology is just better than well, it's had long. It's had longer. Yeah, a longer time to work and develop, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's an example of, so f- only three hours, like a couple hours a day at the surface ever out of a 24-hour day. Uh, any given time, they're only at the surface for 15 minutes, and these whales are incredibly shy. Yeah. They've been seen less than 100 times in history. That's nuts that someone actually got the tag on. Yeah, they were. I think that, that group specifically was going to tag a humpback. Or no, they were going to tag a sleeping sperm whale. And they found that. So, yeah, and then they seen that, and they're like, whoop, 
and basically it's this big long stick with a whacking plunger yeah. on the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then so they seen that and they whack that instead. Like immediately. Like that's a lot better data. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sperm whales are easy to find. That is like gold. Finding gold. That's insane. That'd be awesome to be on that boating or whaling whatever research ship like. Yeah, how much how great that would make your day. Oh yeah, I'd be touching that thing. You couldn't stop me. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so I told you, so Calver, or Carver's beaked whales are pretty rare, seen less than 100 times. Uh, rice whales are extremely rare. You know, there's less than 100 individuals. They've been seen less than 100 times, but there's been groups of them seen together. What have I told you that, how how rare do you think an animal can be? I mean, a once-in-a-lifetime experience seeing, I guess, like as rare as possibly it can be. With Just still, once like, in a lifetime? Or once in a million, like one in a million people Let's see Let's just it. say one ever. Okay. One ever. Ever. Okay, ever seen? Ever, ever seen, no fossils, no bones, nothing. So what if I told you there's a whale that's only been seen once? It was dead. And it's the only reason we know about it. Okay, go on. The spade-toothed whale. Once again, another beaked whale. In December 2010, uh, a mom that was pregnant with a calf washed up dead on the beach. She actually wanted one of these that swallowed a whole bunch of plastic and couldn't eat anymore. Oh, that sucks. The only reason we know about this species is because it died. One individual died and washed up pregnant dead. So what made up uh what made it special? It's a completely new species. Or I guess what's what's its characteristics that makes it stand out? Giant spade like its teeth look like spades coming out of the side of its head. Oh the side. And oh, it's got geez. bumps on the top of its head. It looks crazy. Uh and the pictures I mean it's one adult female. Let's see. She was uh, three or five point three meters long, so right around twenty five feet. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it's only been seen once. Just insane. The University of Auckland has a specimen. They sequenced the DNA. It's not like anything ever sequenced before. They were uh, mm. their closest living relative is the Gray's beaked whale. Um, but they also have so this whale's dark eye patches, uh, white bellies, dark flippers, b- big tusk. Hmm. Okay. So it could be like an ancient species. Yeah, it just no. They're they're just either incredibly rare or incredibly, incredibly. Out the door. Yeah, like, they don't they don't do anything with anybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Incredibly like shy. Yeah. yeah. They don't do anything with anybody. It could be deep sea. One time in 2010 is the only time this animal has ever been documented. And it was the dead one. Yeah. Wow. One time. And it was pregnant. And think about it. the other whales in this mystery cetaceans have been reported. Many other times and still aren't documented. Right, yeah. So this, this is one was one only dead because it swallowed a bunch of plastic. Oh, man. So it's got to be like a deep sea dweller. Or low, most, close, most beaked whales are. Like close to the bottom? Um, that's relative. Well, I figured that's where most of the plastic would settle. I don't know. No, it's all over the water column. Yeah. So why are whales so hard to find? Why are whales so rare? Specifically yeah. in modern day. I don't know. Are we just not looking for them? Uh, that could be. One thing is whaling. Oh, well, there's that, too. Many species of whale may have been wiped off the map in the 1800s without naturalists. So the Galapagos Islands, for example, 40 years before Charles Darwin ever got there, it was a stopping spot for whalers to fill up their boats with fresh meat of tortoise. Oh, okay. So that's a big misconception. Charles Darwin did not discover the Galapagos or anything like that. It was a common feeding spot and freshwater gathering spot for all these whalers in the Mm -hmm. Pacific Ocean. Okay. They already knew about it. Right. Yeah, uh, literally, they're one that the, sh- the singing in the Axis, which is a whaling ship that got destroyed by a sperm whale, uh, had hundred or had thousands and thousands of tortoises in the hull, and they completely that ship and this may be karma, they burnt an island. 
that all the tortoises were on, and they're responsible for the whole extinction of all the species on that island. Wow. They lit it on fire because they were bored. Wow. That's... And then a whale sunk them, and then they had to eat each other. No right. joke. Story of cannibalism. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, karma comes around. Fast. Sometimes it hits hard. Right. Nature always wins. Yeah. All these tortoises. Yeah. So... Gosh, whaling is the most, and I'm going to give you all a warning. This gets a little dark, but it's it's fact. Okay. The first global estimates of the number of whaling killed in the 19th or the 20th century, so this is 1900 and on, is three million cetaceans were wiped out. This is the largest call in total biomass in human history. More than the buffalo. Uh, by a long shot. Yeah. This is hundreds of millions of pounds of one or one group of animals being slaughtered and turned into candles. Man, that sucks. That's sad. So it's likely double or triple this in the 19th century. Like I get it, you taking one or two here or there. No, it's different. It's this 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 or I can't say sustainable that. sustainable hunting for your family to eat, like the Icelandic people do and stuff like right, that. That's yeah. different. Like your village, but. Like what the Japanese are doing now, which we will talk about, is horrid. Now? Yes, now. Like still? Today. Hmm. There was a show I used to watch. Whale Wars. Uh, was that it? Maybe, That's, yeah. Yeah, where they fight the Japanese. Yeah. They're still doing it. Anyway, so three million cetaceans in the 20th century, likely nine million in the 19th century. Most of these species of whales were never discovered formally by science until much later. For example, the sperm whale was being hunted for almost uh, four decades before it was fully dis- or dis- or displayed by science. Gotcha. So many of these whale species could be on the verge of extinction or on the uh, or completely wiped out due to this. Completely, yeah. yeah. So the two subspecies, so like uh, one, one example, 95% of northern Atlantic white whales and Antarctic blue whales were completely wiped out at the beginning of the 20th century. And they've never full. They never recovered. Ninety five percent. That's ninety five percent of the population. That's a lot. That's a lot of the biggest animals to ever live on this planet. How are they killing them? You stab a whole bunch till they bleed to death. So they got. So you can't get to their heart or their lungs, but they have a cluster of arteries on the side of their head. Yeah. And you just poke that a whole lot. I, I, like, and then they drown in their own blood. It'd be like me getting stabbed with a toothpick. Most of the time they run them, exhaust them to death, and then they and drown. Then, and then they get them. So they stab them in a bunch, and they, they they drag the little boats around until they get exhausted, and then they just keep stabbing until they die, and then they melt down their bodies. God. So once again, I warned you in the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth century, what they would do: these ships were whole processing plants mm-hmm. before modern day. And I'm going to get to modern day. I got problems with not Japanese people or anything like that, the Japanese government, because it's horrid. But these uh, these whales would basically be captured, butchered, melted down with their own oil. So oh. these fires were fu- filled by previous captures. Ooh. It's it's horrid. Yeah. Go, just go off on the Japanese government. Uh, now that's I'm talking about that. Okay. Now it's much worse. Once again, this is going to get bad. Uh so that anyways, before I get to that, this is why these cetaceans could be extremely rare, almost extinct and not been documented by science. Yeah, sperm whales <laughs> are being like I said 40 years before they were formally documented by science were being hunted. They all been melted down. Yeah. So what are these these populations, the double fin whale, the high fin sperm whale, yeah. uh, the alua whale, were just on the verge of extinction by the time science got there. Mm-hmm. So you've had what was left, and you weren't with those species. Now they're in the atmosphere somewhere after being burnt up. Yeah, or they're still in a candle in some museum. Right, yeah. Oh, man. 
or the, yeah, just rotten. They've been pooped so out. So there by was the ocean. one discuss. So there's one discussion. Uh, how they would find how other whaling boats would find good hunting grounds is there'd be hundreds, if not thousands, of carcasses piled on top of each other in these big dead spots. Oh, okay. So they'd be like, okay, there's a lot of whales around here. Oh, yeah. So they it, just float around there and start shooting their harpoons in. There'd be hundreds of carcasses of whales piled on top of each other. And uh, some of these boats would have up to two to three inches of blood coagulated on the decks. Jeez. That's kind of a gross thing to imagine, but it's it being true. It's horrid. Yeah. That's now, modern. That's still like nowadays. No, modern day is much worse. Oh, gosh. Okay. Because at least those animals were dead when they were being cut up. Oh, now they're just killing them while they're still alive. Yeah. So now, once again, everybody, this is not kid friendly. As they, so they harpoon. Japanese favorite target, the Japanese whaling fleet's favorite target, is a mom with a calf. Mm. Uh, because then they, once they get the mom, they guarantee the calf. Gotcha. Calf ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, this is why Japan and Australia have almost been to war several times over these whales. Because the Japanese hunt them right up to the Australian waters. Gotcha. Like okay. right up there. Yeah. They and the whales care. know. The whales speed through Japan. Okay. Uh, but what the, what happens, and they've, they've cut back a lot in recent years because... Other countries have really... Whale wars. Yeah, whale wars. Now, other countries have really been putting pressure on them, so they've, quote-unquote, cut back. But they're, they're, they're the the final nail in the coffin for the blue whale. Okay. It's the current Japanese whaling fleet. Uh, so what they'll do is they kill you know, they get the mom. They don't give her a kill shot. They just hold her there. The baby sticks around. And then she starts calling for other help. You know, she starts calling for help. So, they br- so other more whales-, whales come in to help. And what's been documented is other species of whale come in to help. So not only is it the same species of whale, other species of baleen whales will come in to help. Okay. Because it's that thing we talked about on the other show, very sentient. Very, yeah, they're, they're intelligent. Very helpful. Yeah. You know, compassionate. They hear a mom screaming for help, so they go, whether it's not your species or not, they're like, okay, somebody needs help. Yeah. So they go to help, and it's bad. And then they drag them on while they're still alive, and the first blades cut off the fins and start, uh, start skinning them alive. Most of the time, the whale has not fully died while they're actually cutting the blubber off and starting to cook it down. Oh, God. And then they take some meat and they push the sometimes still alive carcass off the side of the boat. Oh, my gosh. It's horrid. And screams. Yeah. If you want to hear the worst screams you ever heard in your life. I'd rather not. It's, yeah, I don't want to. It's at probably least. the smartest other animal on the planet. And it's like being tortured to death. Yeah. It's being processed while it's alive. That's awful. Yeah. That, no, nothing about that whale, product can be good energy. Yeah. And it says for scientific research, they have 88 fleet or 88 vessels in the fleet. For uh, science. It's a scientific research. It's only in English. Hey, trust the science people, you know. Uh, and then they sell the market and then they sell the meat on the market in mainland Japan. What kind of meat? I mean, it's it, horrid. What, what? Nobody's ever liked whale meat in history. But the Japanese eat everything from the ocean. Hmm. It's a delicacy because they're not allowed. They're not supposed to. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't know like. I didn't know like whale meat. I mean, it's, gotta it's be, horrible. Got to be a lot of meat on them, right? Yeah, but it's horrible meat. Everybody that has that had to eat it, like had to, and said it was they'd rather not. Hmm. Like eating human meat mm-hmm. almost. So this could be the big reason why a lot of these mystery cetaceans are either are a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kill them all. That or we we decimated their numbers enough. So let's say the hyphen sperm whale did exist. Yeah, and. It wasn't the Leviacus or the Leviathan, sorry. It was its own thing. Yeah, and they just got hunted, and they're like, okay, this is a weird sperm whale. Mm-hmm. But there was less of them. Right, already. Yeah, so we uh, we, these, uh, we don't know how many whales are supposed to exist, and whales are really slow breeders, live very long. So there's a uh, northern right whale, which is 
one of the, or a bowhead whale. I'm, my apologies, a bowhead whale. One of the longest lived species of mammal on the planet. They live to be like three or 400 years old, we Dang. think. Uh, it has a, a whaling spear in it from 1786, and it's still swimming around today. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, it's still hanging out of its back. That is awesome. And it was it won, so... <laughs> that is pretty sweet. Everybody that stabbed its grandkids are dead, so... Did they, like, sample the spear? They, they took wood out of it. Okay. Uh, so they caught that... No, it's it's friendly. It comes up. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's friendly now. Uh, it forgives. Whales aren't people. Yeah, true. Okay, they're compassionate. They forgive. Still, like... Jeez, you, you get speared in your back and you're still going to trust a boat? Like killer whales. So, you know, a killer whale has never killed anybody in the wild. What do you mean? A killer whale has never killed a human in the wild. Okay, but they've killed humans? In captivity, because they go nuts. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But they're in a tiny fish tank. I see what you're saying now. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So there's... And they're hyper curious. They come up to swimmers. They come up to kayakers. So they... And they kill things and eat things much bigger than us and our same size. But they never got us. Yeah. So the scary dreams I had about like killer whales. It's never happened in the wild. Right, yeah. That's well, in my dreams it was a wild experience. Yeah, so in captivity they kinda go nuts. I can wonder why. Yeah, and I'm I I'm a I where I fall in zoos is kinda weird. Zoos are kinda like a Noah's Ark thing. Mm-hmm. But some species just shouldn't be kept. Great. Great white sharks, whale sharks. If the only zoo that I've ever seen actually keep a whale shark healthy is that one it's the Georgia Aquarium, I believe. They have two whale sharks, and what happens is whale sharks will freak out and swim in circles, oh, okay. and it'll row one of their fins off on the side. Oh, okay. Uh, but they, they seem to have a big enough and cool enough enclosure for them not to freak. I was trying to think where I may... I thought I've seen a whale shark. In you may have, but I think it's either the Georgia or the Atlanta Aquarium, which is the only one I've ever seen to do it right. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've seen one somewhere. It might have been down in like Pigeon Forge area. Like there's no whale shark there. It's not there. No, there was somewhere I seen the Pigeon Forge or the Gatlinburg Aquarium is nice. Yeah, but it's not that big. Doesn't have the whale shark in it. Okay, you got it. Yeah, a whale shark. You know, is I've seen one somewhere, and I just you know what? I think it might have been down in uh like Nassau, like the Nassau, uh, those islands down in Bahamas. Like, um, they may have had one. I don't know. No, anyways, they had a coelacanth in there. A couple of them. That's cool. But the whale sharks are really hard to do because they, they're panicking animals. Yeah. And but big. so killer whales are definitely one that should not be ever in captivity. Yeah. Dolphins. Oh, fun fact. Yes. You know what killer whale I share a birthday with? Ooh, what? Shamu. Really? Yeah, me and Shamu have the same birthday. Did you ever see him when he lived here in Ohio? No. I don't. Wait, wait. Up at Giagu Lake? In Ohio? Like up in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. I think I may have. Before they moved him? Yeah. Maybe I did. I got a picture with me and the dolphins. Huh. That, I mean, I was a kid, but I think that might have been there. Could have been Shamu. I don't know. It could have been Shamu. Maybe I did. Yeah, seen orcas, Shamu. unless they're like crippled. Yeah. In the, tru- in the true sense of the word crippled, not derogatory, but right. like actually crippled. They yeah. shouldn't be in captivity. Okay. If like the animal can't survive in nature, that's one thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then go ahead, keep it in captivity. You know, like dolphins and stuff like that. You know, if it's not going to make it, keep it in captivity, but... Orcas are definitely one that shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, 40 foot long, a big... Too big, too smart. Yeah. Too much instincts, natural, it needs to have. Yeah, and they're hunters. They're, yeah. They're hunters. It's, it's, they have so much drive, so much prey drive. Yeah, they don't want to be splashing so that's why they the end front up, row. That's why they end up killing trainers and stuff like that. And that, not because they, they want to, it's just because they kind of snap. It's a natural instinct. It's like, all right, I, I need, need to, to kill. do this. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but that's been the mystery, uh, the mystery cetacean station. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, it feels like a long episode. Has it been? It may have been. Uh, it kind of flew by for me. Hour 20. That's pretty long, yeah. I mean, there's a, oceans big out there. I think that's the key. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. This was not the, what was scheduled on the schedule. But it's a cryptid. It's if you don't cryptid. like it, let us know. We won't do this ever again. <laughs> yeah, just leave us a comment. Good, bad, or ugly. Leave us a comment. Let us know. Five-star review. And then if it's, yeah, make it five-star, and we'll read it on the show. But, yeah, we appreciate Or just leave us a five-star comment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, no, we want your feedback, especially on stuff like this. Like, hop on our Facebook and, like, let us know what you think about, like, episodes, especially like this. If you want more or want less, if you enjoyed this, yes or no. And I can always do a part two because there's, like, seven or eight I didn't include in this. Yeah. I could have made this list really long. Like, the rhino, uh, the rhino dolphin. Oh, gosh. Let's save it. Let's save the rhino dolphin. It's a dolphin with two horns. <laughs> yeah, let's save that one. I've been the great and powerful cetacean mystery. Ooh, and I've been the giant brain. Wait, giant. I don't remember. Brain J. I don't know. Giant thoughts J. I don't. The spermaceti J. Yeah, there we go. I like that one. Spermaceti. Yeah. You're full of spermaceti. That's why they call me spermaceti J. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.